Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the following program is sponsored by ken sukuri ministries scripture tells us in psalm 34:18, the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit these are the ones i look on with favor those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word says isaiah 66 2 we find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds our words of healing in psalm 147 3 brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome to the program. This is Suzanne, and today is a little bit of a different type of show. We don't have a guest today. I'm sort of the guest, but I'm here in studio a lot. But Brittany has a very, very, very important message today that could not wait, and she had to get it across to you today. And the thing that I'm going to ask is that as you're listening, pray, think of people who might be in the same situation, and don't wait. And with that, here's Brittany. Good afternoon. I am so happy that we have this moment and this platform to do this. I first off want to address the listeners that normally listen or view the program, however you get this program. I want to apologize because the Lord says in the Bible, to whom much is given, much is expected. And whatever platform that we have, the one responsibility that we have as Christians is to engage in the idea of salvation and to engage in the fact that we need to make sure that every single person that we have the opportunity to impact has an opportunity to get to heaven. Over the last couple of weeks, our family has been hit hard by two deaths that have um, hit us in a way that we never thought possible. All of us have someone in our lives that we will lose and it will be too quick, but we will be held responsible if we do not touch those lives in the way that the Lord calls us to biblically. And normally we focus on the testimony and what somebody has in their lives and what the Lord has done in their lives on this program. But you do not have a testimony. You only have a story if you have not given your life to Christ. The testimony is about the Lord getting in the way and interfeeding and interceding on our behalf and grabbing us with his arms and saying, you are mine. And so today I want to title this program, Death Has Lost Its Sting. I'm going to be sharing some very personal things about our family and about our lives. And I want to begin with Romans 8, verse 38 to 39. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is one of the most important scriptures that we could ever read, that we could ever get in our hearts. And 
I know that Susan has a very tender heart for those who are lost and those who don't know Jesus. And we were supposed to have a different guest today, and the Lord had a different idea and a different thought. And so my heart is that uh, you share this program, you share the podcast, and you go back and listen if you need to, and you send this out. Today is a day that I believe that many people are going to be saved, healed, and delivered from death. Because it says in the Bible that death is gone. Death has lost its sting. You do not die once you are saved and once you're in his hands. It says, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. So with that, once again, I want to say that before we get deep into this, that death no longer has a sting if you are his. That is the most important piece. Are you his? We will never not end this program with an altar call again. It will not happen. So with that, those who were taken from us over the last couple of weeks were completely unexpected. Both of them were young. Both of them had a full life in our minds to go. The Lord knew what the enemy had in store. And I am fortunate enough that the Lord said, not my daughters, not until they know me. One of them was just saved at a tent revival. I need you to understand me, those of you who claim to be Christians. The most vital thing that you can do is you can ensure that those that you can reach and you have an influence over knows Jesus. We cannot call ourselves Christians. We cannot call ourselves Christ followers. If we do not understand the weight that we carry, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders because we have an influence that nobody else in the world has. We have Jesus Christ. Susan, I know that you've been you've been thinking lately for Israel, praying for Israel. Mm-hmm. What are some thoughts that you have about this here? I think my biggest thoughts have been around don't wait. Mm-hmm. It's it's never too late to reach out to people that you love. It's never too late to encourage and sometimes push the people that you love and to master our own emotions so that we can be a righteous tool for God. Amen. And everything that I've been listening to, I I listened to uh, an incredible church live stream this weekend. It was Calvary Chapel West. It's one of the churches here on KKHT. And as I was listening, and Pastor Mike is a great preacher, but what I was hearing was, it's not his words, but something inside me kept saying, don't wait and don't get caught up in your own junk. Because if I'm caught up in my junk, then I cannot witness. I can't witness. It just becomes story. The enemy gets us so quickly mm-hmm. with the busyness of life. And if you know me well, you know how busy mm-hmm. I am. And yes, so much of it is for kingdom advancement. But how much am I doing if I'm just loving people, but not giving them the opportunity exactly, and speaking into their life that Jesus loves them? It's all for naught. All the labor goes in vain. It does. And, you know, sometimes I talk with people or somebody's talking to me and they'll tell whatever's going on in their lives. They start sharing it and then they will share how they feel that God is impacting them. But I know when I'm listening, wow, they're really getting carried away here. They're really getting caught up in the drama. Mm. 
And I never say anything because I'm tenderhearted and I don't want to hurt their feelings and I don't want to be mean. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to say, but what about God? Yeah. Yeah. But what about God? It's this one made you mad or this happened or whatever it is that's troubling you in that moment. But that's a smaller story versus yeah. a bigger testimony. It is. And I think that so many times us as Christians, we mm-hmm. we sit there and we say, okay, we've got somebody in front of us who's having a horrible time in their lives, right? Yeah. So we get caught up in the drama of what's yeah. happening in their lives. One of the women that we lost, uh, one of the most precious souls I've ever met in my life, she had spoken to me about all the serious issues that she was going through. And she started asking the questions about why things happen to good people. And the Lord was so gracious in the fact that he did quicken my heart on this one. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. And the enemy is here to still kill and destroy. And if we do not take our call seriously, there will be people who we love who go to hell. We live in America, and we've spoken about this before, but we live in America with a 80-year perspective of Christianity. It is a shame that we don't live from an eternal perspective, but we really don't have to out here. We're too comfortable. And so many times I've, I think that, well, next time I'll give them the opportunity to accept Jesus. I just had to hear them out, and, and then the next time we'll go get coffee. I need you to hear me. There may not be a next time. The Lord calls us to bring people to the kingdom. Every single person that you touch, you will be held responsible for if the Lord quickened your heart to lead them to Jesus or to say something about Jesus and you didn't. We will be held responsible. And so again, on this platform, I will never not give an opportunity for salvation again. To whom much is given, much is expected. And we are all going to be held responsible if we do not do that. Those of you who know me before I really took my life again seriously with Jesus, you're probably saying, oh, Brittany, I knew you before. Yeah, you did. You did. And I serve a gracious father who does forgive and who does redeem. And I'm not going to waste a moment for that redemption process. I will not. John 10, 27 through 29 says, I give them eternal life that they will not perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my father's hand. Once they are the Lord's, not one person who does evil to anybody that you love will be snatched from heaven and you will see them again as long as you ensure that they know Jesus Christ. This is the most important thing that I can ever speak about. Listen to me. It says in Hebrews 12, 1, that they who go before us are the cloud of witnesses, the cloud of witnesses that go and cheer us on. For those of you who have lost people that you love, I need you to hear me. If they knew Jesus, they are cheering you on. This is not just a program for salvation right now. This is a program of hope for those of you who have lost people who you love dearly. I need you to hear me. They are in heaven and they are cheering you on. You have a responsibility and a calling on your life for every single person who you touch. For you to say, you are coming with me too. And once you are the Lord's, not one person will snatch you out of his hand. 
Go for it. You said something about people knowing you before. And what came up for me with that was some people will cast doubt. You know, when somebody is saved, sometimes they get very enthusiastic and they want to share a lot. They get really excited. And then a lot of us will roll our eyes and and think, oh, I just wish they would be quiet for a minute. Such a good word. so So that I could say something. I mean, isn't that really what it's all about when we're doing that? We're being judgmental. And so I would say this, that if you are listening right now and you're thinking about either the ones that are in heaven or you're thinking about the ones that are newly saved. Maybe you only know them from church or um, some sort of meetup group or something like that. And you've been judgmental in your mind and you think, I have a superiority because I know more or I have a superiority because I've been saved longer. That's not really the case. If, If the Lord knows you and the Lord has saved you, you're saved. That's right. No matter how annoying you are. That's right. And so... I would say, don't wait. Don't wait to share the Lord. Don't wait to witness. Don't wait to be kind. Mm-mm. But do wait to judge. Yes, and find fault. That's such a good word. You know, I used to have people that knew in their spirit God's plan for me. Mm-hmm. And I found them so annoying because it was Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And now I'm that person. <laughs> Just a little. But I <laughs> but I need you to hear me. Yeah. If the Lord did not grasp my heart, there would be people right now who went to hell. If the Lord does not grasp your heart on this program, you mm-hmm. do not know tomorrow and you do not know the people today that do not know the Lord if they will be taken tomorrow. Those of you who have lost people you love, you hear me. They are in heaven with Jesus. And you have a responsibility to live on a legacy and to carry a legacy and bring others with you to heaven. I was on the PTO. I was, I lived all the life, you know, it was, now I look back at what an opportunity I had and what an opportunity I lost. What an opportunity I lost because I did not have the right heart for Jesus Christ. It says in first Thessalonians five, God didn't set us up for an angry rejection for the salvation by our master, Jesus. He died for us a death that triggered life. Whether we're awake with the living or asleep with the dead, we're alive with him. You do not die. I was talking to my pastor yesterday. You never die if you are saved. You pass. You pass from this life to another and you're Mm -hmm. still alive. Yeah. For those of you who love the Lord, do you not want to ensure that those who go before us pass, that they're not dead? So speak encouraging words to one another. This is exactly what Susan just said, and I don't think she even read this scripture. Speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. I know you're already doing this, but just keep it up. That was Paul speaking to the church in Thessalonica. This is huge. We are to encourage one another. This is this is huge. It Susan. is. And I want to bring out a little bit more of the story because I think it's important. And I'm I'm just going to give framework here. I'm not going to give names or anything like that. But this person was recently saved. Mm-hmm. What has not been mentioned yet is this person came from another faith. Yes. 
and came from a situation where the people in their faith, it was not another Christian faith, it was another faith. And it was dangerous for them to come to Jesus. Yes. It was very dangerous for them. You know, and we talk conceptually as Christians of, um, oh, those of us that support prison ministry and, you know, things like that where we say, okay, people will, you know, at the last minute on their deathbed, they're going to meet Jesus and everything's going to be fine. I know I said that about my brother when he was dying. And I really don't know if he met the Lord or not. I, I like to think so, but I don't know. But we often romanticize that aspect of coming to know the Lord at the last minute. This really happened in real life just a couple of days ago in our city mm. with people that we all know yes. being affected. Yes. We may not have known the victim the person who passed, actually it was two people that passed, and we don't know the extenuating circumstances, but we do know that before they died, they went and to the Lord. They found the Lord. They found the Lord. And it was because of an altar call. It was an altar call. Yes. Um, and we were just saying that sometimes in church, they forget to do it. You don't think about it. You just think, oh, we'll do it next time. You might think about it in the car on the way home. Yes. Oh, they didn't do the altar call today. But it's so important because even if you don't walk, and I will say this because I was saved at an altar call, and gosh, five or six times I wanted to go up, but I was really scared to go up. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought everybody was looking at me and that they would know something. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I was Mm -hmm. thinking, but I was afraid to go up. And then finally, I could not not go. There was a physical force that pulled me up Mm. to that altar. And... Those times before, those five or six times that I didn't walk, if somebody had just literally shoved me down the aisle, I would have walked. Mm. But nobody saw it because most often we sit in church and we're twiddling our thumbs. and We're thumbing. worried about our comfort. We're worried about our comfort. That's it. Um, I'm going to share something. Mm. Uh, For those who did not hear one of the first programs, I shared our life and a little bit about my testimony. I adopted my son. Um, He lost his mother. Before he lost his mother, uh, he brought her to Christ. Mm. This is the letter that he wrote for those who were at the funeral. To all who are at the funeral, I want you to know a few things about my mom that most people don't know. She likes ice skating and likes having fun. She also loves turtles just like me. She loves being held, and guess what? She is being held right now by Jesus. My mom is not dead. She is now eternally alive with her king in heaven. Her favorite quote that she loved to hear is on the darkest days When I feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am, and I straighten my crown. Now that she's in heaven, she does not have to fix the crooked crown. Her crown is straight, and she looks beautiful, and she will never have a dark day again. I will be making her proud every day by living my life to fulfill her dreams by telling others about the Lord and what he did in our lives. Mom, you are going to be so proud of me. I will be celebrating your life. Not morning. Revelation twenty one, four through seven. Revelation twenty one, four through seven says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and eliminate death 
entirely. No one will mourn or weep any longer. The pain of wounds will no longer exist, for the order has ceased. And God enthroned spoke to me and said, Consider this, I am making everything to be new and fresh. Write down all at once what I have told you, because each word is trustworthy and dependable. And then he said to me, it has been accomplished for I am the alpha, the tav, the beginning and the end. And I will give water to those who are thirsty. My gracious gift, they will continually drink from the fountain of life. I need you to hear from the Lord on this and not from me. If you do not know Jesus, you need to. You need to grasp what my son did, which was... You will not die. No matter how you are taken, nothing surprises our Lord. Nothing. And no one can take you from the palm of the Lord God Almighty's hand until you are saved. Nothing. No one. Everyone needs to open their eyes on this. Christians who are watching, listening, hearing, we have a responsibility, and it is a firm responsibility, especially what is going on over the Middle East and everywhere else. You do not know who knows Jesus, and you do not know who claims to know Jesus who doesn't. Satan knows who Jesus is. He knows who Jesus is. He also could probably quote scripture better. Well, I know he could quote it better than me, but he could quote it better than probably most preachers. Mm. I don't care how much scripture you know. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, which means not just accepting him in your heart, but living for Christ, you are not saved. And I cannot on this program live with myself unless I know that Every single person had the opportunity to listen and know that death loses its sting. It no longer will happen. If you know Jesus, your testimony will not go in vain. If Jesus Christ is your center and your focus, those of you who have lost loved ones, hear me. Only the Lord knows if they answered the final call on their life. My prayer is that all of them have. Amen. But we are not to mourn. This 10-year-old, my son, said, I will no longer be mourning. I will not mourn her death because she is alive and she is cheering me on. There is a massive responsibility with this. So those of you who are watching, listening, hearing, if you could take a moment. And repeat or listen and say in your heart, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for taking death away from me and taking it for me. I am choosing to live from an eternal perspective, not just an 80-year life. Take every bit of the hatred, ugliness, or nastiness out of my heart for the things that people have done to me. Lord, exchange it with your love because I know that it says that vengeance is yours. 
Jesus, come in and infiltrate my body and in my heart in a way that only you can and only you will. I love you, Lord, and thank you for taking all of my sins on the cross and taking them on your shoulders. I believe that you raised from the dead to give me a new life and that my life will never end, that I will only pass from one to the next. We have about 30 seconds left. Susan, if you could close and just say where um, those who hear this message can find it again. Yes, if you have listened to all or part of this message and you want to share it, there's a podcast on KKHT.com. It's called Brokenness to Beauty. You can just go to the program guide and do the drop-down menu, and you'll find the podcasts. And you can reach out to Kinsakori Ministries. That's kinsakoriministries.org. Is yes. that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And um, you can find a link on our website as well. So reach out, uh, reach out to the ministry if you need help. This was an altar call. We love you. Please come. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com, K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I.